Good afternoon. Welcome to Cone and Kruger. That's Larry Kruger. I'm Grant Cone. 49ers just waxed another team yesterday and after. I mean, the big news was Fred Warner and DK's fight, and then really what Trent Williams said after the game. That was that stole the headlines because he really came out in support of Brock Purdy. And it was, I, I, I haven't heard anyone associated with Brock speak that strongly for him. And essentially what Trent Williams said is, uh, I'm tired of people downplaying what he does. He's not a system quarterback. Put on the film. If you know what you're looking at, you'll see, I don't know, it, he didn't use the word elite, but you'll see a really good quarterback. And if you don't see that, if all you see is a system quarterback, you don't know ball. And he said, well, first of all, he's also said that Brock doesn't get enough credit. The Niners are kind of obsessed with credit. I want to talk about credit first. Sure, obviously Brock Purdy isn't a system quarterback. He's way past that. He's an MVP kid. This whole, this whole thing about the Niners wanting more credit. I mean, I get it, right? We all want credit. But is that what they need? To me, it's like, hey, go, go win the Super Bowl. Then we'll give you credit. What do, you, what do you think about their need and, and uh, desire for um, confirmation? Well, I just I think he's pushing back on this dialogue that, you know, that diminishes Brock in any way. And what he's really saying is this guy's so damn accurate that he throws it to a spot and his receivers make plays for him. Uh, you, you know, he said he's just so accurate. You watch a lot of his throws. The accuracy gives them a chance to run after the catch. And I don't think he gets enough credit for that. Um, so, I mean, you know, we, we've seen it. I mean, the, the Niners have great run after the catch weapons. And when you do that, a lot of times people say, well, you throw it. I mean, you've heard it, you throw it short and the guy goes 88 yards, but in reality, um, you know, the guy's throwing it to a spot and he's oftentimes throwing it blindly to a spot and he's hitting his spot on a regular basis. He's throwing it into tight windows and he's, you know, make, he's throwing the 50, 50 ball grant. He's throwing it sometimes into tight windows and he's putting it right on his receiver's hands consistently. And when you watch it once, it looks accidental. And when you watch it every day, it's, it's, it's high level accuracy. And I think we're all confusing or some people that are, that are saying that he's a system guy are confusing high level accuracy that results in yards after the catch for his receivers as, oh, he's a product of the system. And th and yet, that being said, Grant, everybody is a product of the offense they're in. Everybody Joe Montana was a product of his system. No doubt. I mean, Joe Montana yeah. freely admits that Jerry Rice um, had, you know, did wonders for his late career. So, I mean, yeah. your weapons definitely help you. Um, there's no question about that. Look, I agree with Trent. And I i mean, I've come around on Brock Purdy. He is a legit MVP candidate. He could win the award. Um, what I take issue with is the way Trent Williams phrased it. And it's not that I have a problem with what he said. I think it was, I think it revealed something about the Niners' motivation. He said it was a big win, another one. And Trent said, Brock doesn't get enough credit. I mean, who cares? First of all, He's going to win the MVP award. So that's debatable. But second of all, who cares what the media says about your quarterback or you guys at week 14? Only thing that matters for you guys is winning the Super Bowl. Credit. You could get all the credit in the world. If you don't win the Super Bowl, you guys don't have any place in football history. 
I don't like this whole idea of credit. I feel like they've been on the hunt for credit since 2019, and they get it. Everyone says they're the best team in football. Everyone agrees they are the best team in football, but it doesn't matter unless they get the hardware. Right now, they're just they're just the best team on credit, and I wish they would stop that mentality. Do you know what I'm saying? No, I, I do. I mean, it, it's like, hey, you're winning, and that's all that should matter. But I, you know, yeah. you know, you know the old saying, Grant, that he's teams, like in the meta conversation. He's like talking to Nick Wright or me or you, right? Well, I, you know what I think it is is I, I really believe this too. I think that, um, oftentimes teams take on the characteristics of their leaders, and I think there is a part of Brock Purdy, and I think Brock has become one of the leaders on that team as the quarterback, and I just think that. Brock plays with a massive chip on his shoulder. And I think that, that, that some of that's rubbing off on, on guys like Trent, Trent Williams, that, you know what, he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. We're not being respected. It's the oldest, it's the oldest uh, thing in sports. They don't respect us. Whatever motivates you, you know what pro athletes, you know, it, and I know we've both been around it long enough to know the seasons are long. It's hard to find motivation. And sometimes if they can find motivation by using a Grant Cone, a Larry Kruger, a media, or just, you know, in general, you know what? My quarterback's not getting respect. He ain't a system quarterback. They'll use whatever they can use. It's a long year. That's why yeah, it's it. fine. I get it. Um, it just feels like the Niners should be past that fourth oldest team in the league. You've been on the doorstep of a championship since before the pandemic. Man, don't talk to me about credit. Everyone calls you guys the best roster in the league. Everyone calls you guys a juggernaut. you got credit. Brock's going to win the MVP. He's got credit. Now win the Super Bowl because credit doesn't matter. Credit is only uh, matters on television and on YouTube. And if you're concerned about credit, you're concerned about the wrong thing. This team should have been a Super Bowl winner by now. And in what's the main reason they haven't it, been? They haven't it's got, it's they haven't ridiculous. Got, they haven't won a championship by now. This team is way too good. And the and idea that they could find a way to not win a Super Bowl this year is crazy. I mean, they got they have a, they have a new reason every year. There was an the injury, main reason, there was a drop pick, there was this, there was that. It was Jimmy's fault. I think the quarterback. Sorry. I mean, I, not to blame uh I don't know. I'm I'm hardwired in here. It might be you might be a little laggy today. Yeah. But yeah, it's probably me. But I all I would say is that the, I think the quarterback, I think the quarterback has had a lot to do with why the 49ers haven't won the Super Bowl to this point. And I think now they got the right quarterback and we're going to see if they can get it done They're They're in the driver's seat. As of this minute, they're the best team in the NFC, the number one seed and all the other teams that seem to be in the running for this thing seem to have some major flaws. And as we go, the, these other teams' major flaws get even more major. So this is looking very, very good for the 49ers. But I think it has a lot to do with the fact they haven't had a quarterback. And you have to win in this league. you got to have a quarterback. And they haven't had that guy. Yeah, I guess all I'm saying is we expect the Niners to win the Super Bowl. We expect Brock Purdy to win the MVP. He's like two months away from getting all the credit in the world. Be patient. Right. Be patient. Also, who? Where are these Brock Purdy skeptics? I, I thought I was the last one. They don't exist anymore. We all saw what he did yesterday. He's great. He's really, 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 really ridiculously good. Got it. 
I don't think there are Brock Purdy skeptics anymore. And yeah, we all recognize that Kyle contributes and he's really good and the weapons contribute and they're really good. But we all see what Brock does. No one's looking at Brock being like, mm, he's a he's a glorified Nick Mullins. Like, no, he's really good. Now, would he be an MVP candidate on every team? Probably not. But I mean, you could say that about most quarterbacks. Like Patrick Mahomes is kind of struggling on the Chiefs right now. And he's not bad. In fact, he's the greatest. He matters. No doubt. No doubt. I mean, look at look at Mahomes right now with you saw a very uncharacteristic Mahomes moment last night, you know, complaining about an offsides call to Josh Allen. He's feeling the frustration. He's feeling the heat. I mean, the Chiefs are supposed to win home games um, against everybody in December. And here it is mid-December and they're not. So, you know, it's it's. Um, you know, I, and I talked about it last night in the post game. I asked the audience, how many quarterbacks in the league, if every quarterback, if every GM in the league called John Lynch and said, we'll give you ours for yours, how many actual quarterbacks would you take for Brock? And I said, Mahomes, Allen, Lamar, Burroughs, or Joe Burrow, Burrow, Lamar, Allen, and Mahomes are the guys that I would absolutely take for Brock. Everybody else, I got to think about it. And I know there are people that are like, what about Hertz? What about Herbert? What about Lawrence? What about Hall of Famers like Rodgers and Russell and CJ Stroud and Stafford? You know, they're all good. Uh, they're all good quarterbacks. But the guys that I know that I would trade tomorrow for uh, Brock for would be Mahomes, Allen, Lamar, and uh, and and Joe Burrow. And even some is that of the people because, that is that because Brock's a good fit on this team? Like you know what you get with him here. Or if you were well, starting, I mean, so if, if you were like, if you were like an expansion franchise and building just sort of like a, a draft board, you would have Brock as your fifth rated quarterback, no, no matter what you had. Well, I mean, it's difficult, right? Because Stroud right. has got a lot of talent and uh, like yeah. Lawrence and Herbert are the physical prototypes. But yeah, based on, on um, if I was starting my own team, I would want Mahomes and Allen and Lamar and Burrow ahead of Brock. And everybody else, I would take Brock over. And I know that's somewhat controversial. Now, some people would say, you know what? I'd rather have Herbert. I'd rather have Lawrence. Or, or I'd rather have Stroud. And then other people would say, how could you possibly take Purdy over, you know, Hall of Famers like Stafford and, you know, Rodgers? But, I mean, those guys are in their 30s. And, they, you know, and, and I'm thinking of them in the present. I'm not thinking of a career achievement award. So, um, and I even mentioned you Prescott. Think Brock is he's, objectively a better quarterback than Dak. I think he's better than Dak. I think he throws with anticipation ask, better. Yeah. I do. I do think he's better than Dak. Now, granted, we're seeing the Dak that we saw. Um, he was, he's been really, really good for the last month, but the quarterback that we saw turned it over three times in the fourth, in the second half and, um, showed some flaws. True. It's true. I'd like to. I, I know it, it doesn't matter, but I just would like to see Dak, Brock on any other team. What would Brock look like on Dallas with Mike McCarthy and who's the offensive coordinator over there? Freaking well, Schottenheimer. Used... Yeah, that's anyway, right, Brian Schottenheimer. Anyway, anyway, Brock Purdy having a great year. Does he need more? Does he need more credit? I don't know. Let's check out his the uh, Bet US. Hold on, let me get all the branding correct because it's important. Let's check out the. Uh, The odds right now we got Brock Purdy's odds went. He actually, his odds went up. He's plus 200, but he's not the favorite anymore. Dak Prescott's the favorite to win an award at, at plus 150. Brock Purdy's at plus 200. 
And then Lamar's at plus six. This is a two-man race at this point. Forget C.J. Stroud. It comes down to Dak Prescott and Brock Purdy. Who do you think is going to win this award? And keep in mind, Cowboys have way too much influence on this league. I know. I mean, I, it's like Prescott has had. What do you think, a, right? I, I think Prescott's had one of the best statistical years. I mean, look at his year. I mean, look at what he's done. Um, you know, he, you know, he's he's really really good. I would give it to Purdy. <clears throat> Twenty-eight touchdowns and six picks, though for for Dak. Um, he's driving an explosive car for sure. Um, there's no question. He's had he's having a really good year. He's running more. He's turning the ball over less. Um, he he's he's. I I think Dak's a really good quarterback. I like him. I'd give it to Purdy. Now I'm I'm biased. Um, you know. I, I I just think, you know, one, the Niners have the... Why are you are, biased? Well, I'm biased because I've seen them play head-to-head. And, you know, Brock lit him up, and Dak struggled. Now, the Niners' defense is better than Dallas's defense. So how would Brock play against the Niners', the Niners play defense? Better I don't than know. Dallas' play caller. Right. Um, I You know, I, I, I just am... I'm not a, a, as big a fan of Dak Prescott, um, though I love the, his bounce-back year. But I mean, yeah. and 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 also, I also think when you look at at Dallas Grant, I think Dallas is a classic bully team. I mean, if you if you look at their schedule, I mean, Philly's one of the best teams they've beaten. Um, they beat the Giants, the Jets, the Patriots. They got a really close win against the Chargers. Uh, they beat the Rams, the Giants, the Panthers, the Commanders. Uh, they had a really close win against the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, you could make an argument, Grant, that last night against the Eagles was their only win really all year against a really good team. Who have the Niners beaten? Well, they beat Dallas and Philly, and they beat Philly and Philly. Yeah. Look, 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 look. I'm not saying Dallas is better than the Niners. I'm saying, oh, I'm saying the Niners are better than Dallas, and I feel like Brock Purdy, like Dak's job is harder. He's got Mike McCarthy and Brian Schottenheimer. He's got who's his tight end? Like he doesn't have Ferguson the team that Brock Purdy has, and the fact that they have comparable numbers to me, kind of, it, it was the LeBron argument. LeBron won those MVPs a lot of times. He didn't necessarily have the best numbers, but it was like, look who his teammates are. Look at the fact that he's the number one seed with with freaking those guys on his team. And I think there's some of that going. I, I mean, I think that's why people would vote for Dak, but also I think the biggest reason people would vote for Dak. Is he's on the Cowboys. They have one win on national television, and all of a sudden his odds skyrocket. What is it with the Cowboys? Why are they well, America's team? I mean, they, you know, because of Roger Staubach, and um, they're, they're, you know, when did most people in, let's say, their, you know, 40, 50s, let's say, start becoming fans of the Get League? It's, it's in the 70s. So it's yeah. the same reason the Steelers. Um, are an incredible outfit. I mean, the Packers are are an iconic franchise because of their sex, su- success in the '60s. You know, when the TV when the sport exploded on television, teams like Green Cowboys. Bay and Dallas yeah. and Pittsburgh were at the forefront. But back to Dak yeah. versus Brock. Let's go back to their head to head. In their head to head, Brock went 17 of 24, four touchdowns, no picks, and a 144.4 rating. Is that really the criteria, though? Because Brock gets to face the Dallas defense and Dak has to face the Niners defense. It's like they face each other. It's not tennis. 
Right, but they're but Dallas's defense has Micah Parsons and and a lot of I mean Dallas has a yeah, pretty fierce defense. Good as the Niners defense, but it's no, you know, but I mean the 49ers defense also looked, the 49ers defense looked terrible against Minnesota, looks awful against Cincinnati. So it's the way you play, the day you play. Dak and twenty two points against Minnesota, but yeah, Dak against the Niners put up ten and threw three picks and had a fifty one point six quarterback rating. I mean Brock's quarterback rating, and he still against, has fewer picks than Brock somehow. Yeah, this year, crazy. He had three. It's going to be game. a good race. If you yeah. want to wager on this, go to Bet US. Use the link in the description. Receive a 125% sign-up bonus. Uh, and if you win, you get your money in less than 24 hours, which is what's nice about BetUS. It's going to be a two-guy race. I think Brock Purdy is going to win it, but you can never count out the Cowboy because the league is rigged. Did you know that? Okay. So Talanoa Funga went down. Jair Brown went in. He had kind of a rough game against the Eagles. He was freaking great. I thought he was really, really great against the Seahawks. And I have a hot take. He's better than Talanoa Hufunga. This guy is a legit playmaker, and he has upgraded the 49ers secondary. And next year, it's going to be kind of cool to see what it looks like with both of them on the field. This guy is way rangier than Talanoa. He can get from center field to the sideline. That first play that was broken up by Traverius Ward was almost intercepted by Jair Brown. I don't think Talanoa Hufunga gets there. This guy is a huge addition to the defense. Sorry, no. I question. No question. No question. And I, you know what? I agree with you that Jair's better than Hafanga. He's, he hits harder. He ha, he's a better coverage player. Um, he's a more forceful tackler. He's a, he's a more consistent tackler, but yep. Jai, but uh, Talanoa has incredible instincts. He's just better. I think Talanoa, Talanoa is just it, the one. I, I think Jair is a better player. I really do. I, I was wondering if they could play together. But now I don't really don't wonder that because when I watch Jair, it's it's clear to me, Grant, that he could play in the box or he can play coverage down the field. Yeah, he's got great instincts and in coverage. He, he takes away the football. I think next year, what you're going to see is they're going to move on from Gibson, and Fonga is going to play start at strong safety, and um, and I think uh, Brown's going to start at free safety. I agree. I love Brown. I, I think Brown. I think uh, Brown's really confident too. He, that, the other thing he brings, he's a, he brings a swagger and a belief and a confidence that's off the charts. And I asked him yesterday. I said, uh, "You talk to Hafanga at all?" And he's like, "Yeah, he's in my ear. He's giving me advice." I guess Talanoa gave uh, gave Jair Brown some some lucky beads, and he had the beads in his locker. I have a friend who was adamant when the Niners drafted Jair Brown that he's the second coming of Ed Reed. He was just like going on and on. He's like, look at the 40 times. Look at the man. Like, this is Ed Reed 2.0. And I'm not saying that Jair Brown is Ed Reed 2.0. But, man, he's around the ball a lot. He flies around. He hits hard. Ed Reed was a great player. If the Niners have someone in that mold, that would be really, really cool. I think he's really improved his defense. He should have had two picks in the last game. Fred Warner got one away from him. I know. Um, you know what Jair Brown is? If I, you know, I read this in the Dane Brugler scouting report before the draft. He's the New Jersey leader in steals and in career steals in basketball. Um, wow. he, he's like, he blew out the record and he owns the career record for steals. Now, what do you need? You watch basketball. Really what do you cool. need to steal the ball in basketball? You need, you need to have anticipation and, and quickness. And you've got to have a little gambler's mentality 
and you got to be competitive and your first and second step have to be true and, and, and quick. He's got it. He's got it. So uh, we're seeing it. There's two things that translate from college to the pros sacks and picks. And this guy picked the ball off a ton at, at Penn state. And um, he sh- he's doing it again in the NFL. I mean, it, I, I think he's really, really good. I really do. I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be, one, he's going to be a ten-year starter back there. I really believe that. Yeah, he'll be better next year. He'll he'll be bigger. The Japanese Forty uh, ers fan says Purdy is the most valuable player in the league by definition, considering his contract. That is true. Well, there's that too. That is true. I like that. Wesley Brooks says, "Why is no one talking about Fred Warner as Defensive Player of the Year?" That's a great question. Check it out on BetUS right now. Defensive Player. Yeah, of the year. check that out. I mean, Miles Garrett's had a huge year. And let's be totally honest. We we put that we put more on sacking the quarterback and Fred Warner on the board. Is, he's, yeah, he's not who 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 is on the board? Miles Garrett. They're not even right? on the board. It's Micah Parsons and, and Miles Garrett. It's coming down yeah. to those two guys. TJ Watt's got an outside chance and no one else is in the conversation. It's a yeah. great point yeah. by Wesley, though. I don't Here's know the question, Wesley. It's a great question. You know why it's a great yeah. question? Because Fred Warner, the game is about coverage now, but the game's a passing game. And this guy's the best. I don't know. You've been watching ball a long time, too. I think he's the best coverage linebacker I've ever seen. I think he makes plays in coverage that are fantastic. But we don't respect coverage or value coverage. We value going forward, not backward. It's also zone coverage, which people don't quite know how to appreciate. Like, he's not lining up shadowing receivers man to man but the way he sort of plays center like short he's like the shortstop you just can't throw it around him he's huge he's he's 6'3 he's got great anticipation he just takes away the middle of the field in a way i've never seen anyone do it what a weapon marty doberman thank you for uh being a member for so long brother bob not a fan of you iglet agree just win the damn (laughs) super bowl nothing less credit brother bob is not a fan 88 says hate to see him get slighted all the time because i feel like I feel like he's such a good talent, such a good quarterback. He's the main reason why we were playing so well. Trent Williams last year on Jimmy, hollow words. Yeah, Trent just says stuff that sounds good. I love Trent. Zade, thank you. Um, Moonman, Grant, Mr. Media, and uh, Larry lives one of the uh, lives, one of the best show. I can't read. Thank you, though. Moises Rosales says Larry's been preaching Purdy since 2022. Training camp, insane. Major props. Agree. So crazy, the series of events that needed to happen to get us here. So crazy. Randall says Dak gets to run his MVP numbers up against poop teams. Hey, wait a second. Both the Niners and the Cowboys play in the NFC. The NFC is poop. There are five teams above 500 in the NFC. Did you know that? There's 11 in the AFC. Did you know, know that? No, no, I didn't know what that. What a poop conference. Poop is a clinical term. <laughs> I mean, hey, let's be honest. Uh, uh, Cowboys. Wisnowski averaging 30. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say the Cowboys haven't. They they really are a bully team, Grant. When they get when they get a they get up against these bad teams, they destroy them. Philly literally is the first really good team that they've played all year that they've beaten, and um and I don't know how good Philly is right now, this moment. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I still feel like I don't. I'm not taking Dallas seriously, but I feel like they'd beat Pittsburgh and Jacksonville too. I don't know. I don't think those teams are that good. Elite Archer says uh, Kyle being a liability is more of a story than Brock Purdy. 
Yeah, Kyle's the one with the skeletons in the closet. Rev Russ says Niners have the best roster in the NFL, and they still have over $40 million in cap space. John Lynch for MVP. Hey, I'm with it. Only guy I've ever seen tackle better than Fred is uh, Patrick Willis. This is Matthew Sanders. I think Dre Greenlaw. Hot take. All right, look at the defensive line. Javon Hargrave down. Eric Armstead down. What are the Niners got left? Well, I mean, it's funny. I talked to Chase Young after the game, and he said he's never played on a line on the same side of the line with Bosa. But yesterday, Grant, the Niners went Gregory and Bosa outside, and they went Chase Young and Hargrave inside. So kind of like almost like a, you know, kind of a version of their NASCAR look. So that that got that that foursome either got home or nearly got home on almost every single time they were on the field um but to me Givens is playing well Kalia's got some talent and Kinlaw has stepped it up I mean I thought Javon Kinlaw in the last two games has been active against the run he's playing with a bended knee he's getting penetration the motor the strength uh he's not coming up out of his stance and losing leverage he's staying low and he's playing the best ball of his career right now I don't think it should be surprising about Javon Kinlaw. Like, he's too talented, and so is Chris Kasarik. It was going to happen eventually as long as Javon Kinlaw could go to practice every day and practice fully, which his knee wouldn't let him do for three years. Finally, he could do it, and he's been doing it since since minicamp. He's had no setbacks. Practice fully every day. It's been like six months or more, and it was he's too good. Too good of an athlete. Chris Kasarik's too good of a coach. The improvement was going to come. He never had the opportunity to actually improve. Now he has it. It's a great story. It is a great story. Um, and uh, I don't, I don't, you know, it, it's amazing to me, Grant, that this year for the first time, he's been able to stay injury free and play with leverage. Um, here, here's my question. Is it assumed that he's moving on at the end of the year? Or can the 49ers, even though they didn't pick up the fifth-year option, still bring him back? Because when you talk to Javon, the one thing that's really clear is that he loves Eric Armstead. And I don't mean loves like, hey, they're teammates or they're line mates. He looks up to him almost like he even told me the other day in the locker room. He's like he's like almost like a second dad. He's like a fatherly figure to to me. So um, I, I think that if if the Niners want to bring him back, now he might get paid because he's he's playing well. But I, I think, you know, uh, he would love to stay on the line with Armstead. Those guys are going to be lifelong friends. I could see him signing a one- or two-year deal with the Niners because I don't think he's – maybe. hey, look, there's another, what, five games left, four right. games left, plus the playoffs. He could go crazy. and He could get himself a big multi-year contract, in which case Eric Armstead will send him postcards, and they'll be friends. <laughs> right. uh, they'll be pen pals. So it'll be okay. But if that doesn't happen – and he plays well, but not so well that another team is going to poach him. I could see the Niners bringing him back and say, look, we know you. You know us. We can't give you exactly what you want, but we've given you a lot of money. And you're starting to make progress here. Do you really need a change of scenery? Or do you need another year with us and Chris Kasarik? Because if you have another healthy year and you go crazy next year, you might just get a whole lot of, mo- a lot of money from us or somewhere else. I-, I-, I could see them doing it one more, having, you know, the last dance. Aaron Banks told me that um, yesterday after the game, he's like, man, I go up against this guy in practice 
and the strength is unbelievable. So, uh, I mean, Banks a big boy in his own right, right? He's about 325 and naturally strong. Um, and, and he just says that, you know, Kinlaw's strength is just like he doesn't go up against guys in the league that are that strong. So it's all, you know, it's, it's a big, this is a big, this is a huge moment in his career because Eric's out, not going to play next week, probably, probably. Now Hargrave's out and they're going to lean on Javon and Givens and Kalia. And if these guys perform down the stretch, you, you know the way it is in free agency. If you're three, if you're a big defensive tackle who can play, you're going to get paid. So you're probably your guess is probably right. If he plays well, somebody's going to throw money in front of him that's going to probably mean that he's going to bolt. Also, he could be a Super Bowl champion in two months. That's another thing that could put a lot of money in these players' pockets. I don't know what it is, but in, in sports, a lot of times when someone wins a championship, they look at it as like they have championship pedigree. You know, let's bring right. him in here. He'll change the culture. Like, I don't know. Maybe you will. Remember when the Warriors signed Derek Fisher? Like, I don't think that's going to do anything for you, but I'm not comparing <laughs> right. Kinlaw Lot of Derek Fisher. Fisher, I'm saying he's going to have a big, he could have a really big thing on his resume in a few months. And he could see himself, whether or not it contributes to his bank account, he could see himself as a contributor on a Super Bowl winning team. That's huge. And like, what a good end potentially to his tenure with the 49ers. Like, it wasn't all for nothing, it was extremely painful and, and difficult but it ends with him hoist, hoisting a Lombardi trophy and feeling like he helped bring it here bring it home that would be huge he's in the right frame of mind that's for sure and and Kacerik has been a great coach I mean come on Kacerik's one of the best coaches in the game um and they've been and and he's been able to stay healthy and play with that bended knee and play with leverage the guy plays with leverage it's pretty hard to uproot out of there but yeah. what I love about him is that he's playing He's playing really smart football. Like you can't, um, you know, it's not like he he's anchoring inside, but then he's coming off of blocks against the run the last couple of weeks. He did it in Philly. He did it again yesterday where he came off a block and made some plays against the run. And that's, that's great to see. Yeah, it's not like he's Solomon Thomas, who is just a bust. Like Solomon Thomas was healthy and didn't have a position. He's right. too small to play defensive tackle, was not an edge rusher. Kinlaw is a prototypical defensive tackle. He just was a bit of a project and had some injuries. So he's in year four and it's coming together for him. I mean, it took Eric Armstead a while too, if you remember. He was not looked at as a big success early in his career. He got injured a lot. And all of a sudden, right when it was time to get paid, Eric Armstead took off and got paid by the 49ers. So Javon, now's the time. Do That's it. Great. That's a great point about the Armstead thing. I don't think people necessarily, everybody's got revisionist history. He came out of Oregon. He was 6'7", 295, talented, but he didn't anchor against the run. Now he's a functionally strong, technically sound uh, monster against the run and pass. I mean, Eric, Eric Armstead is Solomon moved him to D end. Yeah. Solomon moved him to D end. We're like, I don't know about you. And then D'Amico was like, hey, that's uh, that's over with. Right. You're at Buckner's spot. Thank you very much. Right. Jack says Brock is second in passing yards, second in TDs. Dak passed the ball a hundred more times. That's a good point. It's true. That is a good point. Beat man Pete, Petey Boy donates $9. Vinny Boy, member for 27 months. Wow. Conehead member for 20 from the start. That's what's up. Dustin the Gale says, one thing people aren't talking about, Metcalf body slammed Warner and was getting flagged for it before Warner shoved him down. Metcalf shot first. Okay. Okay. 
Was Did he you see the Mike Silver? Did you see the Mike Silver piece? He says that Shanahan reportedly promised a Christmas present to any 49er who could get under DK Metcalf's skin. <laughs> well, Fred Warner. Presser QC yeah. here. Uh, what the hell was that three-minute presser B-beta? Well, what three-minute presser? What are we talking about? What are we talking about? Larry, who's got it better than us? Says Hound <laughs> 5 nine, four. Uh, Gregorius Greg, member for 24 months. Look at that. Beat man Pete, Petey boy says, shout out to you, Kruger, and a big up to my boy, Iggy. We still hitting that Fernando in SC. Let's go, Kinlon Debo. Let's go, <laughs> Kinlon Debo. Frank Tom Ocean's Grant, were you joking with BP about the hat? Yeah, obviously. You didn't realize that was, that was a joke. Dude, I thought I, th I was sitting right next to you when you asked the question, and to me, your tone was so, it was so obvious you were joking. And and the number of people that thought you weren't joking, it's like, hello, people. I wanted Brock to think I was serious when I do you think <laughs> representing the organization well? Right. It right. looked like where is this idiot going with this? Matthew Sanders says, uh, fast forward a few weeks, can D-line play Baltimore the same way as Philly? Send four and force him to uh to play quarterback at a spy. I'm not a believer in Lamar's ability to throw. It's a lot quicker than Hurts, though. The Niners made it clear, like, if he has to back out and go out of the pocket the back way, he's not fast enough to do it. I think Lamar is. Kyler is. So they may have to have a different game plan for those, quarter for those quarterbacks. Well, you skipped over my last super chat. It was very important. Oh, my bad, Zade. Let me go back right now. By the way, Lamar yeah. went for 70 yesterday on the ground, and he ran for 6.4 a carry, and he ran 11 times. He's a damn so, good player. Yeah, Lamar, Lamar, Lamar is a He's not a runner like Hertz. He's a he's not a runner like many mobile quarterbacks. He's a major runner. He threw for 316 and can run for 100 at almost any point. He's the most explosive ball carrier in the league. I don't care. If if there's one person with the ball in their hands I want to watch run, it's him. I think. That I mean, kid he that he hands it too, to. Right? That kid that he hands it to by the way, that rookie out of East Carolina, Keaton Mitchell, he's real too. He averaged over 6 yards a carry yesterday. Zade points out that Mitch Wisnowski's averaging 30 yards a carry. They got to get him the ball. <laughs> Grant, please ask Larry to do his bulky impression. <laughs> you know, Grant, I've always said, and I, I said it about you, I've, I've said it about your, your pops. Neither of you guys have an ACL worth a damn. And if you had torn it, I would have I said your channel would reach 80,000 80, subs. But right now, without the without a torn ACL, you're going to hover around seventy three thousand. Oh, that's the way I see it. Hey, if you guys ever go on uh, live with Matt Mayoko, he can do it too. There's a lot of people who do <laughs> about the impressions. Trent, all right, Debo Samuel has really kind of emerged as like the best player on this team in the last few weeks. All of a sudden, he's playing better than ever, and uh, in addition. He's the kick returner now. And a lot of times players this good aren't asked to be kick returners or whatever, but he is. And he can get the ball eight yards deep in the end zone. He's coming out. And frankly, I like it. I like it a lot. What do you think of this? I love it. Shanahan just said in the presser that it isn't even predicated on uh, Ray Ray McLeod and his health at all. That It's just something they want to do. Um, I'll, I'll say this. Debo is keep going. Yeah, Debo as a route runner, he's oh he's pretty good, but he's not like the greatest route runner. He they're better route runners. Uh, Debo's hands, they're good, but they're not like super special. Where he is super special 
is when he gets three steps of momentum. When the guy's got three steps of, of momentum with the ball in his hands, it's like nobody wants to stand in front of that guy. I actually kind of thought that his return in Philly um, was one of the key plays when he carried it out to the 23-yard line and the Niners scored, I think, on that drive. He just gives the 49ers confidence, swagger, and he I like him as more as a runner. To me, if I were if I were the offensive coordinator for the Niners, I'd give Debo the ball in those end arounds at least at least two times a game, maybe more like three or four. I love him with the ball. I love him as a running back. I love him more as a runner than I love him as a as a receiver. But I think what makes Debo so cool, like as opposed to Christian McCaffrey, they're similar, but they're like different ends of the yin and yang. Because McCaffrey is a complete running back who can do certain things as a receiver. He can run certain routes, Texas routes, option routes, slants. You can put him in the slot. He can run a choice route. But he can't do what Debo did uh, to Jamal Adams. He can't run a deep over and fly by a DB for a 60-yard touchdown. He can't. And to me, for like these hybrid players, he's the only one who can do something like that. And that's why he makes $24 million a year. It's like, yeah, you know, the jet sweeps and that stuff is nice, but – if you don't respect him, he will run right by you for a long touchdown. Makes him unique. He makes him a legit wide receiver. Like, he can run deep. And he's not the best uh, route runner. But it didn't matter on that play, did it? You can no. get him open. Put him in a bunch formation. Put it, you, can get him, you can get him a free release, and then, and then he's, he's murder on your defense. Let's also mention one other thing. The 49ers may have won a freaking Super Bowl by now if they had just given him the ball in the second half against Miami. At halftime, that guy was the MVP of the Super Bowl. He had like eight touches and all kinds of big plays. He touched it twice in the second half. If they get into a big game, do not forget about Debo Samuel. Also, of all the Niners' weapons, he's the most dangerous when he's at his best, and he's also the most inconsistent. Like, he could be their best weapon or their worst on a given day, depending on whatever. So I like the idea of having him be the kick returner because it gets him engaged in the game. Like, the game starts with you, man. It's all about you. You get the first touch, which is how it should be. Set the tone. You set the tone coming out with the boom box. You set the tone in the in the huddle. Set the tone on special teams. Like, people always say, oh, you know, you don't want to get your guy hurt on special teams. Man, the way he plays wide receiver, he could get hurt. I'm not worried about that. He could get hurt anytime he touches the ball. I feel like you're letting the other team off the hook, not giving it to him. If you're going to put Ray Ray McLeod back there, he's just going to fair catch everything. Everything's going to be out in the 25. Got to do this. They should have done this earlier. I love it. I love he, it. He delivers more punishment than he takes, too. I mean, he, yeah. he really, he is, I think, the source of the Niners' swagger. Because when he comes out, I mean, think about it. He puts the hit on you. And, and, and when was the last time you saw him get really starched? Where it's like, oh, suddenly he's kind of, or he or the ball pop out because of somebody else hits him hard. He he delivers the pain. Yeah. Nathan Flores says Debo has been saying these last few weeks that's my end zone punk. NorCal refrigeration and HVAC says, what time is the cone zone tomorrow? Either eleven or twelve. I have to see how my dad feels if he slept well. David E says, So Grant, apparently you're no longer are concerned about Purdy's turnovers. Assuming you won't ask Kyle why he's not benching Purdy again. <laughs> Didn't I ask if he was considering benching Purdy? Considering. Just want to point that out. And <laughs> why you know, I am concerned that? about turnovers. I am why? concerned about turnovers. Let's see what happens. Matthew Sanders is agreed about 19, but Bell is a liability. What the hell? 
Mm. He he makes me nervous. I like Grant. But yeah, I like him too. But he makes me nervous. Fish and Chips says we'll be pressers, especially LK. It's time to keep searching. The searching questions going. No nicknames. Kyle had a three minute presser last week. Oh, on Friday, he has short ones on Friday. Sorry, that was I. You know what? I went through that twice. I was like, wait a second. Did I did I not get this all? Did he really only talk for Rip three minutes? Director came up seconds? to me on the sideline was like, "You can ask one question." Like everyone was allowed to ask one question. Like, I don't know if they're allowed to do that, but they're like, "You ask one question today." I'm like, "Okay." Right. I don't know. I think Kyle <laughs> wants to get it out. All right, let's look at the playoff picture. All of a sudden, the Niners are the number one seed. If they went out, they get a bye week, home games. I save money. You save money. Mm-hmm. It'd be wonderful. How is this shaping up? Well, Niners are the one seed right now. Uh, Philly fell to the five. So, you know, the way it goes right now, it goes Niners one, Dallas two, Detroit three, Tampa four, Philly five, Minnesota six, Green Bay seven. So if if the season ended, the Niners would get the bye. And then the question is, Green Bay would get Dallas. Is there any chance that Green Bay could beat Dallas? A lot of people think that Green Bay is kind of a sleeper team, Grant. We're going to find out. They're definitely playing better, better ball. And then Vikings would get Detroit, and then uh, Eagles would get Tampa, and Tampa would host Eagles in Tampa. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think Tampa, I think Eagles would beat Tampa. I think Detroit would be the beat the Vikings, and then I just don't know about Green Bay and Dallas. I think Dallas would probably beat Green Bay, but I wouldn't put it past Green Bay to get the win there. Um, but either way, if if Green Bay doesn't beat Dallas, then it's very likely, and and everything goes according to form. The Niners' first round playoff game would be against the Eagles, and the and the Cowboys would get the Lions, and uh, the winner would be at Levi's uh, if the Niners win uh, to determine who goes to the bowl. So it could be Niners and or Niners Eagles, then Niners Cowboys. But that that bye week is essential, man. You got to have that bye week. You got to have that rest. I just don't think the NFC playoffs matter i think the Niners are gonna be the number one seed they're gonna cruise i'm more interested i mean i'm going all the really? way to the super bowl yeah i just don't think the nfc is good the, the dallas isn't good i don't think they're that good um i don't think philly's good at all i don't think detroit's good at all um detroit just lost to the bears well you're not missing anybody it's Niners, yeah, I mean, it's, cowboys it's, it's lions eagles i mean packers packers are the wild card of the nfc Packers. yeah and like the Vikings beat the Niners. And if Kirk Cousins were still healthy, maybe they'd have a chance because Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison are quite a pair of wide receivers. But I, like when the Niners are in the Super Bowl, I'm more interested because they're two and two against the AFC. The AFC is a much tougher conference. And I, Cincinnati isn't even in the play. What would they, how would they match up with Buffalo? How would they match up with Cincinnati and Jake Browning? How would they match up with Kansas City? Think about Kansas City. They're not as good as they were last year, but that's one team in the NFL that is absolutely not intimidated by the 49ers. Not at all. There's something wrong with Kansas City, though, isn't there? No doubt. There's something something wrong with every team except the Niners. I mean, if you said to me, wager today on a Super Bowl matchup, I'm taking Niners-Dolphins. I would like that. I think it would be a great show, but I'm taking Niners-Dolphins. I really, I've been watching that in-season hard knocks, and Mike McDaniel's has some momentum going right now. Yeah, and that defense is coming around. They got Jalen Ramsey, Vic Fangio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good. I forgot about Fangio, but yeah, they and their defense is coming around. They're getting getting a little healthier. McDaniel's got 
a bevy of great weapons. They're good. Yeah, what a, what an interesting Super Bowl week that would be. McDaniel and Shanahan taking turns at the podium, taking little shots at each other, pretending they're friends. I would love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. Um, Munch, Muncherificus says Ravens game will tell all with the number one seed. Sure. That's going to be an interesting game. Anything else you want to talk about before we go? We got the game in like 12 minutes. Yeah. Um, let's see. I did have one other thing. Well, yeah. Let me see. Um, oh, the Verrett. The Verrett. What, what, what's Verrett. your What's your deal on Verrett? I mean, they talked about Verrett. Then they didn't sign him. And then Mooney played two snaps, pointed to his groin, came out. Is that a bad... Is Verrett signed today because Mooney's seriously hurt and they're not going to tell us? What's your guess? It went through my head, right? I mean, like, they happened the same day. Ward goes down, Verrett gets signed. So it's possible the Niners offered Verrett whatever, X amount of dollars, and Verrett said, no, that's disrespectful. And that's why it took a month. And then suddenly Ward goes down and the Niners say, all right, we'll double it. Is that possible? All right, man, here's a bonus. I don't know. Come to the. I don't know. I would think maybe. All right, dude. Good point. Here's an extra eight dollars. Come to the team. You got. You, I'll say this, man. It's December. You cannot invent corners. And when when you know, anybody that can play corner that's worth a, worth a damn, you gotta you gotta get. The other question I would have is, what's gonna happen with Hertz? Do you want Hertz? Yeah, I'm sure they do too. At a price, you know, I'm sure they're looking at Hertz as someone that they would give like maybe two or three targets to a game. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, would they give Ertz more targets than use check? Like, Ertz is someone they may not even use. So Kittle I'm insurance. Maybe imagine, Kittle insurance, Grant? Yeah, insurance. But I imagine the offer they would give him would be very, like, basically, you know, we can't pay you money per se, but you could get a ring. What do you say? And I don't know if how where Zach, I mean, if he, if he wanted that, he'd be here. I bet you there's an offer on the table for Zach, and it's disrespectful or underwhelming. And you know what? He might take it in a week or two. You, you know what's you know what's interesting too, Grant, is that I think Ertz at this point's all about the ring, and he'll probably he might just be sitting back handicapping the Super Bowl race. And if that's the case, he may just come to the Niners for whatever price. He just wants to wait as long as he can wait. Um, yeah. Who do you got tonight? By the way, I go. I'm going Dolphins and Packers on the teasers. So that means I got Packers my, plus a point, and I got Dolphins uh, minus six. Who do you got? I like that. I think I like that. I don't know how teasers work, but I think that's a smart way to do it. I'm just interested to see what the Dolphins have because I'm still trying to look around the league. Like, can any team challenge the 49ers? I don't think any team in the NFC can. We're supposed to take Dallas seriously. We've seen Dallas try against Dallas. Feel seems like intimidated by the 49ers. I would, I would have to say, Dallas can't fe- cannot have confidence against the Niners. No, couple, we got a couple more uh, uh, supers too. Super chats. All right, cool. We'll get those. Uh, Niners, yeah. Finns would prove who the geniuses is for show. For yeah, show, seriously. fish and chips. LK going to reach out to MDJ before Rams again. UK fave. Love MDJ. Oh yeah, South. Seriously, yeah. No, he Maurice Jones Drew is a really good, really good dude. Real quick, is Mahomes being a crybaby? It's a bad look from the Chiefs yesterday. Bad look. It's like they got it right. 
Dude, the guy was offsides. I don't know what you want to say. The guy was offsides. They got it right. So hey, whatever, I, I want, comp, whatever you got to be quiet with. With you know, don't call it. Why? Because you're the Super Bowl champions. Get onside. How about that? One last one before we jet. Thank you, bro. Suki Pazu- yeah, Suki I was going to say thank. Grant, my girlfriend says you have a nice sweater on. Suki <laughs> thank you. I it's almost like a Cosby Republic. sweater. It's a Cosby sweater. A Cosby sweater. Uh, you got to be old school for Cosby sweater references. Hey, I just want to say thank you, bro, because, um, you know, you helped me when I was at my lowest point. And uh, this weekend, with the help of you, my son and others, and of course, the audience, the Krug show uh, eclipsed 30,000 subs. And I didn't think we could get there this soon. I had set a 30,000 goal going into the year for the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is still two months away. We got the 30,000 subs two months ahead of time. And I just want to say thanks, bro, because I appreciate I appreciate you. And I, I got a bottle of wine for you and Pop sitting right here. And I'll bring it this week down to uh, Santa Clara. Congratulations, man. I'm really proud of you. Uh, it feels like years ago when we sat down at Gott's Roadside in Walnut Creek. That's right. Mapped it out. It feels Seriously. like years ago. So, hey, salute, Larry. Thank you, you very much, everyone, for subscribing to Larry, subscribing to me, and watching the show, donating. Larry's probably working again at some point tonight. No, tonight, no, no more tonight. I'm taking the rest of the night off. I'm gonna, I maybe do a couple videos, but uh, no more live streams for the night. But lots of stuff coming out of Santa Clara Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, we're just getting this thing revved up, as you know. Enjoy the game. I'll see you guys tomorrow with my pops. Take care.